This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 196 of The Real Word. Word is up. It's a redemption episode, Nicole. Total redemption. Well, what epi- you, for, you mean for you? Yeah. Well, for the, both of us. You were part of this scandal. I, I, I Yes. I, I, don't re- I don't know that I would use the word redemption because I, I mean. Oh, yeah. yeah? Oh, yeah. Big okay. redemption. I'm feeling okay. redemption here. You feel we- great? I like feel you were great solidified about it. I, I'm and hoping, confirmed. I'm hoping that we get how many dislikes did we get on that video? How many dislikes on the appraisal? We are rehashing the appraisal drama. If you don't know about the appraisal drama, you got to go back to these two uh, previous episodes. I'll find out right now which episodes they were. I'm surprised you don't the real have world. them memorized because I think it was one of your most yeah. favorite weeks of your life. Two weeks of your life. It was it was an iconic moment in real world history. I mean, going all the way back to it was there was no controversy like it, except if we go back to episode one. One, uh, <laughs> <laughs> literally episode one. All right, when when was the uh, appraisal, Bobby? Maybe you could pull that up while while we're doing this show. And, and I mean, tell it me had what... to have been in what June, May, June. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I saw. Um, Oh, who's our buddy that came on the show? Uh, We've had so many buddies on the show. No, for the appraiser. The appraiser. Oh, from uh, was that the guy that was down in? That wasn't the Texas guy, was it? He came. He was at. He was at Summit. Oh, fun! Did you talk saw, to him? I saw him in Dallas. Yeah, I talked to him briefly. I was going on that panel with my flannel. The panel with my flannel. Oh God, that you, is that uh, why you did that? Then you wore that, the flannel on the show that you made fun of me on. And, well, it's uh, all that I could see in all of those videos on your panel is that flannel. I couldn't chat with him as long as I wanted to. But any, anyways, we're, right we're going Agents back. First appraisers, right there, June seventeenth. Yeah, what, what 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 episode number, Bobby? Oh, that's round. This is round two. Come on. 178. 178. I saw saw a while ago. So about 20 episodes ago. Episode 178. And then we interview. We do the interview on uh, episode 179. What's his name, Bobby? I can't remember his name. Warren. Warren. Yes, Warren. Uh, So go check out those two episodes for a little bit of context here. So the first racket is going to be all about a big shift in the appraisal industry. Game changing shift. Racket number two. We're talking about second homes, and then we have a super Halloween spooky Halloween. marketeer. Ha- Halloween cliche. style. Very cliche. We're, do- we're being uh, timely with our marketeer. We are being very timely. And you don't even like week. holidays, so I'm surprised we're even making this yeah. a thing. That's all right. Bobby picked. All right. Racket number one, ladies and gentlemen, the FHFA is making desktop appraisals permanent. Permanant, for in well, perpetuity, forever. A, perma- a permanent option, yes. A permanent option for banks to use. Okay, so w- what does that mean? What is a desktop appraisal, Nicole? Before I do a touchdown dance, why don't on you just all do the your, appraisers? Why don't you just do your touchdown dance? Everyone knows what a desktop no, no, appraisal no. is. It's l- the appraiser l- is no longer the, the appraiser is no longer needing to go physically out to a home. They are mm. literally sitting mm. at their desktop. Looking through the photos that the agent probably took. Wow. And um, coming up with an appraisal. Ah. Hmm. Interesting. And and so. Ooh, look, I think I'm rubbing off on you. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I was using the Nicole little, <laughs> little uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I'm, I don't want to be that hard on appraisers. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously going to spike the football in their faces, but they also gave me in episode 178, how many dislikes did they give me, Bobby? Like 50 dislikes. So, so Warren had posted this. Yeah, something like that. It was a lot of most most. You dislikes. loved it. You put put loved the thumbs it. up on this episode. Let's see if we can compete with all the dislikes we got in one seventy eight. Oh with, come on! You know people like to complain likes. more than they like to, to no, say I, things nice. I want to see the thumbs up in this in this episode. But basically, Warren, who's an appraiser and a real estate agent, posted this to an a, a private appraisal Facebook group, right. and so they kind of went viral in that in that Facebook group, so to speak, and, and that's where we got all those dislikes from they're all from appraisals but you know I, I really i made some statements in that previous video that you know i believe the appraisal industry is ripe for the picking ripe for some serious change we have enough technology available to these appraisers where they don't necessarily need to go to the homes and i got a lot of crap for that like don't need to go to the homes you know this is the only way to do it we have to take our measurements you know, this and that. I, there's a comment in the Realtor. There's a Realtor Mag art article that we can link up. There's also a Housing Wire article on this. But uh, Carol in the Realtor Mag uh, comment section said, this is tragic. Who will notice the peeling paint, rotting wood, frayed electrical lines, no railings, no extension pipe on the water heater? I, I don't know, Carol. Maybe the inspector will notice some of that stuff. Maybe the agent isn't Stevie Wonder and they'll put an eyeball on it and actually educate their buyer before they even make an offer. Why would you be waiting for the appraisal to notice peeling paint and rotting wood? You, you typically would have your inspection before the appraisal. Like I'm not getting an inspector that can't figure this stuff out, right? And I'm, I'm certainly as a buyer and a great buyer's agent – not going to put eyeballs on the situation myself when I'm physically at the property looking at it before I decide whether there's going to be an offer. So um, so, so there's that, right? But you've, you're going to have a lot of opinions like Carol. And I know appraisers, fill up the comment section. Go ahead. Do it now. Just stay away from the dislike button. Just throw throw me a like. Just throw me a – you know, go back and watch that Warren episode. We really, we really made the peace there. Um, but I know I'm going to have a lot of – appraisers in the comment section like this is going to fail we're, we're going backwards we're, we're you know 2006 7 all over again mm -hmm. banks are, nicole you talked to a lender in yeah our i office talked to today. a lender yeah i mean he's in here today i i asked him if he had seen the piece he said that he didn't um but he did you know make sure that we sort of specified that this is fanny and freddie and that the banks don't have to allow it so this is Fannie and Freddie allowing these uh, desktop appraisals to happen, but it doesn't mean that the banks are actually going to be using them. Great clarification there. Fannie and Freddie, which are basically all the loans, right? right. They're the ones allowing this. But to your point, maybe um, you know, Loan Depot will say no, for right. example. Or Bank or, of America or, or whoever. whoever. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, so yeah. Yep. Um, this was announced – to a eruption of applause in uh, at the Mortgage Bankers Association annual convention and expo in San Diego. Well, that's because these bank originators are probably getting squeezed on every, not even squeezed, but pressured on every end because 
in most situations right now, appraisals are what are holding up the loan process. There's but, not enough appraisers. They're taking forever. Um, so that's probably why they're so excited because now the process won't take nearly as long. The Trade Association's Hopefully. first large-scale in-person event since 2019, 3,500 in attendance, and they erupted in elation, Nicole, <laughs> from the news. Okay, so uh, the, who announced it? This was Sandra Thompson, acting director of the FHFA Federal Housing Finance Agency, and she said that frictions in the appraisal process can slow the mortgage process down, a problem that is um, – Happening obviously right now with you know mm -hmm. people want their appraisals more, more more deals happening allowing desktop appraisals that was a uh, one of the things that they did during 2020 now it's going permanent uh, this can help each appraiser see appraisers this is helping you not hurting mm -hmm. you complete more loans in a day it can also help rural communities more readily obtain a necessary appraisal when the buyer or the borrower is purchasing a property a lot of these mortgage companies right now the like new mortgage companies that are that would be seen as disruptors in the mortgage industry right. they say the number one problem uh like tomo talk to greg schwartz who just uh founded tomo and, and their headquarters out of stanford connecticut a little fun mm -hmm. fact for you greg says that that's the it's the biggest obstacle to they want to guarantee closing dates right it's the it's the biggest obstacle is the appraisal process right mortgage i mean i know why they they cheer to your point it's like they've been dealing with this 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 antiquated appraisal industry for years. I know I, I said it antiquated. I'm going to get so much hate wow. comments for that. You've said a lot worse in this podcast already. So really? Uh, oh, I mean, mm -hmm. what do you think? Yep. What? When yeah. I was talking about that, when I was talking <laughs> about the Halloween, Halloween? No, 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 huh. no. I've already good. said worse. Uh, well, anyway, keep going here. The, Go the with your point, antiquated. The point is this industry is going to be disrupted like, and I said this in the past, like the real estate agents are being disrupted right, right. now, right? The the agents that don't evolve, don't innovate, don't add value to their local community are going to get squashed. The ones that maybe aren't joining a team going to get squashed, right? But same thing for appraisers that don't adapt with the times. I don't believe, I just don't believe that every appraisal needs to be done at the home, right? Like, my, for example, my uh, community in Florida, mm -hmm. there are 600-something uh, homes in, in that community, or 400-something homes, rather. But there are communities that are thousands of homes. Of course. And they're all basically the, the same. same. Right. And, like, you know, the houses are, you know, like, I don't know, like this far apart. They're, like, feet apart. They're very close right. to each other. The yep. floor plans are the same. What do you need to walk through? The appraiser, when they, they walk through those homes, they, they're there for about three and a half minutes. Like if you offer them a bottle of water, maybe five, right. but they're not there very long. Yeah. They can do those online. So uh, and I think I think this is a great step forward on moving. We need to move the process along quicker. We need to become more 2022 when mm -hmm. we think about how we're doing real estate, how we're doing the transaction. This is in line with that. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the comments from the appraisers. And I'm also excited for that Gronk style TD spike that I just put on every single one of you. I'm not mm. going to do the Mike Evans. Mike Evans caught a, uh, a Tom Brady 600th touchdown pass yeah. this weekend. Yeah. 
Did you see that? And he gave the ball to the fan. Oh, but then he asked for it back. No, no, no. yeah. So somebody Didn't from Tampa ask Bay for it back. They asked for it back. A, a Tampa Bay employee goes. I'd be like, uh, for- hello. Buy me a house. Buy I'd me say- like. A, a year, like I, I like, I want tickets. I'd say no. I want to meet your wife, like they're, anything. They're, their offer was here's another game ball, not the one that's actually worth something, but here's another right. game ball. And oh, by the way, we're gonna give you something signed by Tommy Terrific. I'd be like, no, I'm good. And, and you start negotiating. Like my wife just, yeah. turned, my wife just turned her lease back in, and she she goes there, and, and they're like, hey, we'll give you five hundred dollars to buy your lease from you because so like the dealerships can buy the lease oh and- well Pete, the, but okay hopefully she negotiated because there's a lot of companies out there right no. now that are willing to give like tens of thousands right. of dollars so, to get a car well, I mean, back she wasn't gonna get tens of thousands of cars no tens of thousands, but-, but but she she calls me and she goes oh my gosh what, what great news i got 500 dollars. i'm like uh, well how'd that happen i said no that that's called bad news you say no 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 i, I don't need the 500 dollars just Take my car back because then it would have went a thousand, fifteen hundred. You probably would have gotten two grand out of that. Negotiate a little Something. bit. Something, yeah. They they need cars. Definitely need cars. But yeah, no, of course. It's, it's funny. I was listening to the radio on Monday, and they had a bunch of callers call in and and say what like what they would negotiate. Like, would it be like a dinner? Would it be a meal? Someone said a house. Like they would want a house. So for the football. Yeah, yes. I mean, I, listen, yeah. <laughs> I want I want a luxury box twice next year. I want to meet Tom. Uh, I want a signed jersey. Yeah. And uh, the, the top 10 steakhouses in Tampa. Yeah. I want to eat at all of them. All right. the or, top 10 or steakhouses. Or I'm just going to keep the ball. Like, just yeah. keep the ball. I keep the, the, the ball on auction is going to be worth so much more than all so the stuff much. I just yeah. rattled off. And the, the guy totally, just, totally and he got just gave it. He just gave it back. Yeah, yeah. I just gave it back. And, all right. And, and so. Um, he, need, he should have had representation. Should have had representation and should have been w- willing to innovate, which is what ha- what's happening here with the appraisal industry. That's racket number one. Totally not a racket. I think it's a, it's a great move by the Federal Housing Finance Agency, uh, Freddie and Fannie as well, making a move to make appraisals great again. All right, racket number two, Nicole. <laughs> Nicole, you didn't say much there. You're, you're looking to deflect. You are- Honey, you are no, me. you're on a roll. You, I am not deflecting a thing. You are welcoming yeah. it. Your hands are flailing. Yeah. You are. You were ready to go today. You All were. Right. You were ready. All right. Uh, you picked this one. Inman article. Second home market trends. What agents need to know. We're going to actually discuss more the the link out article in this. This was a paid spot. So this is a sponsored post on Inman by. Picasso. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to link out to the Picasso and we'll link that up. Their uh, market reports, uh, Picasso's second home market report. And uh, what they're saying is transactions have slowed on mm-hmm. the second home market, but prices yeah. have soared. Picasso started by Spencer Raskoff uh, is is basically a home, a, a, a company rather where, where you can tap into uh, your equity to go, to go get these uh, second homes, right? Or, or to go get another home. So, and I don't know if I actually explain explain them right, so so I want to I want to make sure I do that while you explain what's going on here in, in this study. What the hell? What's going on? Go ahead and explain. You know, you pick the uh, you pick the topic here. Explain well, what's going on. Well, that's because that you're obsessed with graphs. So this one goes over the graph. So anyway, um, what do you want me to go over the the, the takeaways? Come on, this is your thing. This is like this is I, like your numbers. I'll your, go. Your I'll go up, over the graph. <laughs> I apologize. I'll go over the the this graph like in, in, in your a money uh, talk here. So I think I did explain it right. So Picasso's thing is they're a modern way to buy 
and own a second home, it, it, essentially what they do is they, they tap into your, your equity and, and help you get uh, a second home. And, and so they'll also come in as, as ownership if you're doing some type of Airbnb. Uh, we create a property LLC for each home. So they create an LLC for each home, find and vet co-owners. So you can basically like selling shares of your second home, tapping into that equity. Uh, and the co-owners enjoy 100% ownership of the home. Picasso does not retain any shares. All right. So that, I just want to clear that up on what Picasso does. So, so here's the key takeaways on these second home market trends. If you're in a second home market as an agent, you want to know these. National second home Rate locks soared during the pandemic, more than doubling their level from a year earlier, peaking at over 103% year-over-year growth as of fall 2020, but fell 26.6% year-over-year this summer. Nicole, during the pandemic on the Connecticut shoreline, did we not see a huge 100%. pop in second homeowners? Huge pop. Yep. It was enormous. I mean, 100%. Most of the people buying anywhere along the shore, it was a second home. Um, I do think actually... In some situations, it ended up becoming um, the, even their primary home. But yes, I mean, the second home market was huge during the pandemic for sure. Second home mortgage rate locks continue to account for a higher share of the total market than they did before the pandemic. So uh, share. So, you know, we saw uh, last week there was an article on CNBC. You can look it up where the interest rate went from 3.18 to 3.23. And you actually saw mortgage uh applicants drop six percent in that week as people as this second home market continues to cool you could see app and interest rates potentially continue to rise you you could see that uh, mortgage interest uh not interest but but applicants continue yep. to drop uh 49 of the 50 top destinations saw double digit price growth in the summer months uh hawaii uh, county in hawaii saw the greatest appreciation all right let, let's put up the chart second uh, share of second home mortgage rate locks. So you see that in right in about 2020, share of the second home fall. mortgage rate is that locks. Fall? It looks like the fall was pretty busy. Yeah, that that is uh no, that I think that's it's it's a little hard to tell where that that bottom and out was, but it was it was winter of of 19 and then it starts to rise in in uh going into the spring of 20 when the yeah. pandemic happened yeah yep. Yep. and then obviously to your point yeah the fall is when it just accelerated in 2020 and peaked out for sure that that was the peak now we've dropped down some but we're still 4.3% the share of mortgage rate locks which anything over 4% is like that didn't happen from any point from 2013 all the way until the end of 2019. How interesting, though, that it literally, the winter, though, before the pandemic, it dropped significantly. It's. I wonder what was even driving, what was driving that. Maybe like the four, because I do think that, you know, obviously, well, I don't even want to speculate, but it's, it is very interesting to see how much it dropped, though, right before the pandemic even hit. Right? Yeah, there was there was a sharp drop. You're right in about 19. that. In yeah. nineteen, yeah, yeah, you're right. Huh. Very interesting. Anyway, yeah. not huge, but 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 uh, well, something special here. Yeah. I mean, it was something slowly, special. I mean, it was slowly increasing, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it was yeah. I mean, death happened for sure to the to that. Yeah, but uh, unless everybody just halted, I mean, that first quarter what, it could have just happened? been a huge halt. It wasn't you know? interest rates because that was 2018 where we saw uh, late in 2018 where we saw that. Increase and it didn't look like interest rates impacted second homes at all. No, but it's in, but I, but it, but what is interesting here is if 
is is that where the market was headed if there wasn't mm. a pandemic too right for second know? homes yeah for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah yeah interesting uh all right so transaction volume decreasing on these second homes but home prices are still up uh, across these 50 markets. Check out the, a very well done market report by Picasso. Again, started by Spencer Raskoff, former CEO of Zillow. I like the idea of divvying up shares on a second home for investors to come in, especially if you're doing an Airbnb or something like that. Good little model they have. We'll, we'll see where where it goes with uh, that company. I'm, but I'm, I'm obsessed report. with the with the photo here on the header. Oh, you like you the see photo. that? Oh my, yeah. do you see that house? Oh, that's that's pretty sick. Look at that. Is that even, is that real grass? Is that a real house? I, it's or, a real house. <laughs> I said real grass. No, I, it's like uh, with the grass. I, I'd say that I that's, think that's rolled out grass. That looks like some sod out there. It looks like turf because it looks like a desert terrain. I don't know. It looks amazing. Well, I mean, not maybe too desert. Look at there's the a trees. grass up there on the patio on the second floor. I mean, there's just... So beautiful. I love it. I think it's real grass. Bobby, the, the, our producer thinks it's real grass. Wait, great, Bobby. I think, I, now I'm, I think now I'm a believer. It's real grass. I think it's real grass. I yeah. think it's beautiful. Look at it. Anyway. All right. Totally not a racket or is it a racket? Not a racket. The second homes? Yeah. No, I think it. I think it's. I think it's important to watch. Um, it's interesting because I did see on Inman too, and I think you actually did a video about it a minute before we hopped on here about um, Sirhan and his prediction with the, oh, luxury, the luxury market. market. Yeah. So again, I, 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 it's. I think people should be looking at that too because I, I do think that there may be some some changes, especially. Well, yeah. anyway, yeah, all worth looking at. I don't think he, it's a racket at all. He's calling for a downturn in the luxury market, predicting, you know, saying that that could happen. You could check out my whole video on on my YouTube channel if you'd like. I was trying to throw you a softball because you had got your Byron Lazine thing behind you, you know. Make sure you're subscribed to The Real Word first before you head over to the (laughs) Byron Lazine YouTube channel. All right. Marketeer of the Week, uh, New York Post. New York Post back-to-back weeks because we did – hey, you know – uh, Farigio, uh, yes, he commented on my Instagram. Did he? Well, on, so on I started post. following him, and then I saw the broke agent and um and our other buddy. Why am I blanking on his name? Matt. Thank you. They did a podcast with him. They have done a podcast with him. They said he's awesome, dude. Is what they I'm said. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was, and Inman did an article saying that they, you know, like he was stripped of his his job yeah. I, the whole thing was i loved it i last week was fun for me i thought great, the whole thing talk. was was funny so he gave the what do these two little hands mean on uh that's like a high five like like, a, like two a of them i always yeah. think it's like a you know like hey pray little pray you know whatever anyways um i think he, it's like a like a woo-woo. he like puts a, the little yeah. two hands emoji i comment right back i said podcast question mark maybe i should have dm'd him and tried to, we got to get him on i'd like to get him on do you know he, how many people are probably approaching him he's probably now charging you know he's smart see he's negotiating for his football well he didn't he didn't even write back so I mean, well, that's a form of negotiation too but all right so, so two, <laughs> two weeks in a row new york post uh this one is inside the nightmare on Elm Street house. You have until Halloween to buy it. That's why this agent is the marketeer of the week. Okay, so uh, it's a Douglas Elliman listing. Real estate agent Lurka Bosnak uh, holds the listing with Heather T. Roy. Uh, they, they basically set up the the listing, and we got to show. Just flip through the photos here, Bobby. The the, the house is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the photos that they did were amazing. 
But they they gave all the buyers until midnight on Halloween, October 31st, to make their offer. So really unique way of setting a deadline for offers on this property. It was purchased for $2.1 million. They have it listed for $3.25 million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was purchased back in 2013. And the... Uh, bu- 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 oh, it wasn't owned by the the filmmaker. I don't believe. No, uh, it was built in 1919. Exterior still resembles how the home looked in the film. Have you seen the movie? I'm sure I haven't. I don't know. I'm, oh. maybe I have. I'm pretty uh. lame. I, no, I know you're lame. That's why I asked. I just wanted everyone to know how lame you were. I don't know that I've seen it either. I'm not a scary movie gal, though. Like, I'm the one that, you know, I can't then go to the bathroom afterwards because all of a sudden he's coming out of my toilet, you know? So, yeah. So, so the house they filmed is in L.A., mm-hmm. not on 1420 Elm Street in Ohio, which is, uh, which is where the movie takes place. So, I don't know. I thought the property was pretty cool-looking property. It'll definitely sell. I love the the angle of just playing into the whole. Movie well, you gotta. And, yeah. Tis the season, you know. Tis this, this this house looks. It's not like the one where they're doing the Airbnb model. Uh, yeah, and, no, this and, is not a scary house. No, this where is there's a people that have been yeah. murdered in it, and yeah. <laughs> it still is haunted. This isn't a haunted home. When we talked about the conjuring, I'm like, you you could NFT that. You could make it an event space, which is basically what they're doing. The event space. This is going to be something that I, I believe somebody lives in. I so. imagine it looks like a beautiful home, but yeah, very nice house. All right. Anyway, you have your costume for this weekend. So, uh, fun fact about that is my you daughter. Do? Wa- no, 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 I don't. Oh. My daughter wanted me to dress up as Maui from. Yep. Moana. Moana. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Like, and, like, like belly out, like skirt. Well, the, the, I guess there's this whole like, like. I guess it's like a pajama jumpsuit type of thing. Oh my god, this that, is getting better. Keep going. That, uh, and and so what did you say? I, well, once I found out about that, I said absolutely not. You, no, not you'd rather go. Me. You'd rather go shirtless with like a skirt. I said, get me a a Moana Maui T-shirt, a Disney T-shirt. They're gonna have Disney T-shirts. Get me a T-shirt. I'll throw a T-shirt on. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And nothing. I got nothing. No you know, T-shirt. So I have nothing at all. I I don't think my wife was too happy that I wasn't willing to dress up like you know, the Easter bunny on Halloween or Maui or whatever. I'm not wearing a full costume of anything ever in my life. She's five. She'll get over it. No, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens on Sunday. She's four, actually. Let her throw a good enough tantrum and you'll probably do anything on that day. Is it this Sunday? It It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, my wife is supposed to be like- You're going to miss it. Usually you come to our house for Halloween. I'm gonna I know. Set, I'm yeah. gonna set up because it's Sunday. I'm gonna actually set up on my front lawn like a TV and like get the couch out there. Because I mean, you got to keep watching football and hand out the candy. I mean, I give out probably 1,500 pieces of candy. So you give out a lot of candy. They're, lots they're doing of candy. A, they're doing a block party in the in the community that we're in. Down I'm here. sure. I'm sure it's so lovely. Be, I mean, you're in a neighborhood. I mean, it's it'll be 85 degrees. They'll have a bounce yeah. house. They'll have oh. a, a DJ. They'll do it all. Uh, See, we're going to be stomping over wet leaves and freezing our tails off. Good luck with that nor'easter. Yeah, it's happening right now. Oh, it's happening. All right. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's right now. I'll see you next week when it's over. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode of The Real Word. Please, if you would, consider subscribing. Share this content with another real estate professional who can benefit from it. We'll see you here next week. See you guys.